I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. This is JC Metro. And this is Chris Metro. We are the Metro Brothers straight out of Coney Island, New York. And we are the best tag team that the future has to offer today. And when we're not kicking ass in the ring, we're listening to the best wrestling podcast out there today, the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. So don't be a skinny arm, fat gut diet mark, and listen every Monday night after Raw. Some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. Hey, Ken, you your here, Roman, right? Yaki da, yaki da, huh? You get it, Kev? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. I don't know, the, the, the baseball analogy. I don't know. Yeah, Kev, I just think that, well, yaki da, I don't speak the painting. You f***ing people. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just, uh, f*** you, DT. Wah! Wah! What do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well. Uh, Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner, and, uh, yeah, um, uh, the 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com And bam, if anybody follows my Twitter, you know why. Uh, what's up, everyone? Uh, December 30th, 2019. Uh, f- from the people who brought you Al Wilson, I give you the Bobby Lashley Lana wedding. And if anybody saw my Twitter feed a few minutes ago, as soon as Liv came out, I said, oh, wait a minute. Could this be Liv the lesbian? And sure enough, Liv professed her love to Lana and blah, 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 blah. And Ruth. <sighs> God awful. God awful. Agreed. Well, would you? By the way, I'm Don Tony and he is. <laughs> I am Kevin Castle and this is uh, the last DTKC of 2019. And we just watched the final segment of the last Raw of 2019. And I am blown away, DT. They went 10 minutes over for this garbage. Les Morgan and uh, Rusev. And does it appear to be uh, Liv Morgan and Rusev versus Lashley and Lana at the Royal Rumble? Smells like it to me. Uh, very possible. The only problem is, is, um, I just don't, I, I mean, I don't care about seeing Lana and Liv Morgan. It's just, I don't know. It's, 
I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I mean, a lot of people don't realize who is responsible for Al Wilson back in the day. And, and, you know, this is the thing that people need to really think about. Go back and watch the moment where you heard, um, you heard Liv Morgan, you know, basically come out and say what she said. And you have Lashley, who um, is basically uh, acting like he never touched Liv in her life. It, listen to the crowd reaction. Soon as Lashley said that, because this isn't 1996. This isn't Beulah and Kimono Wanalea. That's this, what remind me we of. Are, yeah, we are in an era where you have... Darren Young, Sonia Deville, just in pro wrestling, you have uh, bisexual, LGBTQ uh, out there accepted every year, you know, just getting closer and closer where everybody's treated equal. This is not a shock anymore. And not only that, it's not really believable in the whole storyline because why would Liv Morgan, you know, come out after all of this? You know, when it just, it's just a horrible storyline. They jumped the shark. You have, I, I never saw first husbands and first wives be such pussies. They travel all the way to Raw. Come on, First of all, they pass security. They're allowed to go out to ringside and protest the marriage. And because they get hit, they walk to the back. If, if I'm going to protest my ex or my, what I thought the first husband was going to say, we were never officially divorced, but then it would, right. this guy would be a reoccurring character. But this is the drizzling shits. It is awful. And this is, this is, they paid a crazy amount of money to the USA network to allow them to have a 12, 13 minute overrun for this garbage, horrendous, awful, terrible. And sorry, Paul, two girls making out two girls, professional love to each other. Uh, what do you under a fucking rock? Rip Van Winkle? Is that the guy that fucking <laughs> fell asleep for 85 years? This is the norm now. I have relatives that got married, women and women. It's not anything out of the norm. It, I just, I don't know. What was your thoughts of this? I, I, again, I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought Lana was stinking it up in the whole angle, yelling too much into the mic. And I know her thing is to be annoying, but just over the top. Lashley just stood there like a deer in the headlights. It just was a very uncomfortable angle. Didn't look very well rehearsed. And then when uh, the first husband came out, everyone went, some reaction, everybody had, who the fuck is this guy? The wife comes out. Obviously, these are two actors or something. I don't think they're wrestlers, probably actors. And then Liv comes out. Everybody's been waiting for this. She teased before in an earlier promo. Tonight, you'll see me. I was I'm meant to be. Meant to be, again, so she was a lesbian the whole time. And. I, I don't. She's never had an affiliation on TV in any sense of the, of anything with Lana. Nothing. It's never been any angle between them. They've never been involved in anything together. So it didn't even make sense that she got her through all these times. It didn't even make sense what she was saying. She's never been around Lana. She's never been in an angle with Lana. What the fuck are they? They weren't even on the same brands uh, for a while. So it made no sense. And then, the, like you said, DT. Bobby's like, I never touched. Oh, not you. It's Lana. Like, oh, we all, you're right, DT. We are all 
totally accustomed and acclimated to gay and lesbian weddings and and signs of admiration shown in public and stuff. This is not shocking anymore. This is you're right. It's twenty years. Go, what? What? That's what I thought we were watching. Kimono Wanalea and something with Francine or something, or when they had Jasmine St. Clair. And it just was ridiculous. I don't even understand how this got past McMahon. I blame Heyman and McMahon. But the people online saying this is Vince. Vince is always big on weddings. <laughs> Bullshit. This, if you know anything, this this reeks of Paul. And I don't know what they thought they were going to get out of this. And then Rusev comes out. Uh, just oh, it was just terrible all around. Probably one of the worst things I've seen. People, Tommy's asking, is worse than Bailey? This is your life. It's up there. It's probably it's it's, it's equivalent. It's, might might be worse. It's two totally different things. That was an apple. This is an orange. Yes, they're both yeah. fruit, but you don't compare the the bitterness of an orange compared to an apple. It's you know, it's just a bad segment, but. You know, the first of all, I I am definitely convinced that that woman and the guy were indie wrestlers. There's definitely no, yeah, there's definitely no way an actor and actress are going to take wrestling moves that beautifully and take bumps like that. So that was those were wrestlers. But I'll say this, you know, I'm look. I have too many years of appreciating Paul Heyman and everything he's done to entertain me that I'm not going to turn on him because of some. Uh, outdated garbage segments. Um, but I will say this: as I'm watching this tonight, and with the live reveal that I saw, I felt it as soon as she came out. I said, "I just I can't buy like you know like Lashley being the lady." I just thought that we were going to see the swerve. But the thing is, is um, I wonder if Paul Heyman thought there was going to be controversy because Lashley is black and Lana is white when they first started fooling around when she was cheating behind uh, Rusev. I, I'm a, I, again. I don't. We. I don't know what he's thinking. This is a guy who's one of the most respected brains and knowledgeable, most knowledgeable in the business. I, I don't. I could never see Cornette doing something like this. So how could Heyman? think of doing something like this. I mean, there's no shock value to this at all. The black-white thing, not shocking at all. Interracial couples are prominent, prevalent around the country and around the nation. Every day I see it. Every day we see it. It's not shocking whatsoever to little kids, let alone grown adults who are past that at this point. Yes, there's still prejudice in this country, but most of us are totally acceptable of this. It's nothing, ain't nothing but a thing. And as far as uh, the lesbian, again, this is nothing shocking, DT, you know, at all. You know, you know, the only thing that would be shocking is someone confessed to a murder on live television. That would be shocking. You yeah. know, other than that, the sex sexuality is not shock TV anymore. It's no. off, that's it. It's done. Yeah, this is this is just awful. It's, it was just awful. Sorry, it's not. Let shit on Raw. I mean, it. This no, was just awful. Get a call like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I want to wish everybody in advance a very happy New Year. Um, for people that are thinking year in review, decade in review, we will be doing that in the upcoming weeks. This is a holiday week and, you know, a lot of people are going to be busy for new year. So, you know, we're actually doing sort of an, uh, abbreviated show tonight just to talk Mm -hmm. about basically the stuff this week. And yeah, we'll get into more details because there's a lot of shit to look back on in 12 months of wrestling, let alone, uh, 10 years of pro wrestling. 
Um, For those that are on Patreon, Mish and I completed Breakfast Soup earlier. Definitely go check it out. Um, I'm going to just throw this right out there to save a lot of people's uh, posts on Mixler and Discord tonight. If you're expecting a discussion on Lars Sullivan, uh, you're not getting it. Um, Just plain and simple. I had a little debate with Mish on Patreon yesterday about it uh, because I just, you know, I have a real problem with the social media right now uh, with treating that whole situation. You know, everybody's an analyst right now, but um, if you're expecting it on this show, you're not getting it. And I got to apologize to JD from NY because we've disagreed or I've disagreed on a lot of shit that he said in the past i get it now about his show it took me a while and yeah i give mish credit for really you know educating me about his show and his style and everything but you know i gave that guy credit yesterday that he decided that he was not going there with this and um you know i i said that a lot of people online whose respect the little that i had i that i that i lost over the weekend all that respect that i took away from other people i gave it to jd for not bringing it up and it was funny because when i wrote that he thought i was shitting on him and i was like no dude i'm giving you a compliment you know he's he's staying away from that topic and uh oh i didn't post about it i didn't say a fucking word about it i didn't tweet about it at all i said nothing and also uh to give him props to i don't know if you heard his show the other day he actually shouted out all of us including Mm. the wrestling soup guys and saying uh that people at this point were much more interested in listening to our recap about raw than watching raw itself yeah Uh, but i will say this um Mm. even though i didn't see that video i if you put in front of me right now the that i would be forced to watch this whole wedding tonight again or to watch that video i would actually have to think about it for a few minutes <laughs> um yeah, yeah th- this was just not good i mean you started out so hot with alistair black and buddy murphy and i will say again those two son bitches are going to be a tag team they got to be a tag team WWE's just not going to give them that much time and that many months to have you know the feud of 2020 it started too late in the year it's not the feud of the year like people are saying it's you know it's the feud du jour right now and it is awesome but they are going to team up i think so i actually at one point i thought uh, he was going to go over and shake uh murphy's hand or pull him up it looked like he was going to do it, and then he walked away holding his face i think they're 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 like one match or one angle away from being friends like uh who who, who that uh sheamus and uh, cesaro yes they had a feud right and then they wound up together yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i and i definitely think they would be awesome i think they would be absolutely awesome absolutely awesome i hope wwe does that i mean look i'm i don't work there i don't know what goes on behind the scenes i do get i do find it cute on wednesdays i don't know if any i'll I'll talk about it wednesday but if people have been following the wednesday show i know enough of you noticed this the last two episodes but two episodes ago i said that aew really needs to create a second singles title like a tv title or something and then all of a sudden you know it it, well this was three weeks ago actually because i skipped a week and right away then like two days later the all these rumors and this this, and that (laughs) 
And then last week, or oh, actually two weeks ago, because I didn't do a show on Christmas Day, I said that AEW needs a fucking on-air commissioner. They need someone to be or have this organized better and, you know, the, to in, enforce some of the rules and some of the shit going on two days later. Oh, AEW seriously considering a commissioner. Uh, it was just funny. I mean, uh, just literally two or three episodes in a row. Every time the Don Zillow army comes up with a great idea, two days later, it's reported that AEW is discussing. Oh, man, that's just, it's pretty fucking funny. But, uh, oh, well, we get Taz returning this Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were meaning Samoa Joe tonight on Raw. I was well, like, oh, Taz, oh, Taz, Taz, not, I, not WWE's version of Taz. Okay. I, I have no problem with Joe doing some stuff I love with Samoa Kevin Joe. Owens. I, yeah. No, I liked it. I actually liked that tonight. I liked. Uh, I love the way Raw ended last week. It's a real contrast to what happened the ending this week. Samoa Joe's ending last week was great, and I thought him coming out tonight. And I like him. Him and Owens, man, two of the biggest heels a year or two ago. Now the two baby faces and Seth's on the other side. Just shows you got how you got to flip the script sometimes. And uh, yeah, I think Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens are going to be. Two two great anti heroes. I mean, they're the baby faces technically, but the heels by nature. And I love Samoa Joe now because mm -hmm. he's yeah. going to finally get the reaction that he's been lacking. You know how the crowd is. DTL is sure. certified baby face, and I can give him the pop. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be refreshing to see Joe like that. But I'm just afraid that Joe's going to start eating pins like crazy. You know, I, I think I, so. I, I, well, he ate pins like crazy as, as a heel. Maybe as a face, they'll give him the wins. Maybe yeah, the uh, I just I feel that he's going to be the sacrificial lamb to try to get AOP to the next level. I will I say that. this. Um, with Brock Lesnar conveniently returning next week, and I will say this for the 800th and 88th time, it's not Brock Lesnar it's not his fault that he's not on raw for months at a time. This is WWE's fault for booking him that way and negotiating a fucking ludicrous contract like that and putting a belt on him. I mean, a one year ago, we're going to give you what you want. And this is the, the heavyweight champion we got. I personally think since he's not a regular, I would really love to see Paul Heyman uh, become you know, the manager for Seth Rollins. He's not out there enough. I know he's doing a, he's doing a lot of work behind the scenes, albeit some of it not all that great. But, um, you know, if you want to have a more of an on-air character since Lesnar's not there that much, why not make Seth Rollins, you know, a Paul Heyman guy, you know, and let Paul yeah. Heyman manage Rollins. I think Paul Heyman could also be the mic piece for the AOP, because I'm sorry, Seth Rollins is not that great on a mic. I mean, he's still like a little bit annoying, and you know somebody needs to really help uh, AOP. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I I would like to see Paul Heyman be the manager for Seth Rollins. I think that would be a nice twist, especially since Seth Rollins up until a month ago was talking about how he slayed the beast. You know, yeah, now the Beast true. is going to come back, and it's, if Seth's a heel and Brock is a heel, are they going to coexist? I think we need to see Paul Heyman commingle with Seth Rollins and the AOP a little bit. Agreed. No, I agree with you. I know they, they got to do something. Something next week has to really be epic to get this stink off of uh, the closing out of the decade. This is one of the worst endings I've ever seen in Raw history. 
Yeah, this was not <coughs> this me. was not that good. It was <laughs> it was not mm-hmm. that good. Um for those that watch main event, I'm sorry for giving out a spoiler, but you might get a kick out of this. Uh Chelsea Green wrestled on main event and looks like maybe they're considering keeping her on the main roster, but <laughs> she defeated Sarah Logan. Oh, nice. So, you know, I don't know what that says about Sarah Logan's immediate future in the WWE, but Chelsea Green picks up a victory on main event. Yeah, and I like her. I like Chelsea Green, so I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm not too thrilled about her husband, but um, (laughs) do you think we might get Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar next? That could be. And listen, I want to mention that. Again, I'll I'll give guys credit who I've given a hard time to. Drew McIntyre showed some possessed and i showed some charisma tonight he was actually pretty funny engaging with the kid at ringside uh getting a little uh snarky with people but not trying to be an overly tough guy i thought he was actually pretty good on the mic when he was coming down to the to the ring you know and he had to go up against these two uh you know basically guys who are you know uh, basically toy sellers at this point they're barely wrestlers but i thought drew mcintyre did is starting to show a little bit more charisma he stopped being this brooding monster and he's showing some uh showing some charisma and I liked it. Yeah, I, I think maybe you have uh, Heyman cut a promo next week talking about how, you know, Lesnar is the reigning, defending, blah, 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 and he puts an open challenge out there and McIntyre's music hits. Yeah. I think I, I, I think that actually would be interesting, although I don't know if McIntyre... It, it would not make sense to give McIntyre the belt before mania because the, the, it feels like if there's going to be a, a Lesnar title change at mania seems more important. And in a way I would really enjoy seeing McIntyre finally get an opportunity. However, with WrestleMania, not until April, beginning of April, um, maybe I don't like the idea of McIntyre challenging right now because it feels like there's no way he's going to get the fucking belt. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, listen, uh, now with Samoa Joe's a fan, I think the new Samoa Joe can go against uh, a babyface Samoa Joe can go against uh, Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Can, maybe if they turn Drew McIntyre babyface, you never know. Why, why does he got to stay a heel? There's really no, where's he, he going to do right now? Where's he going to go? Who's he going to align with? Maybe Rollins will pick a fight with uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's all I'll say. McIntyre, yeah. I think this would be, you know, his way of getting to the next level and getting the crowd behind you makes it a lot easier to fight for the heavyweight title because if the fans are not into heel McIntyre, if he challenges for the belt, people are yawn like, yeah, he's great, but, you know, just something missing. But if he's commingling with the crowd and getting interactive and letting the crowd get interactive... Now, you know, they feel engaged and being engaged with the crowd is a huge, huge asset when you're not, you know, on that main event level yet. I, I like to see where it goes. I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen next week, but, um, you know, once I definitely want to see McIntyre in the in the hunt for the title. I just don't know if I want to see it in January. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's the connection. He, he's finally forming a connection to the fans, and that's what needs to be done when fans ask, what is what is that when you guys or other guys say they don't connect? 
That, that's that's connection. Before he's not connection. Brooding, looking down at the, the ground when you cut a promo and not looking at anybody. That's not connecting. Mm-hmm. When you feel comfortable comfortable enough to go up to a kid and make a comment, kid laughs back at you. The mother's into playing with them at ringside. There, they're not plants. You know, that's that's the comfortableness of being around. Then anything could happen with you know we're interacting with someone in the crowd unless they're a plant. But he just seemed comfortable. It seemed like a natural segment. It didn't look like that kid was a plant. No, you know what I mean, he just said something to him. You know, yeah. and the kid reacted. Well, uh, before we go any further, uh, we have a little announcement to make. Okay. It's your birthday today. It's your Happy birthday, Edward Vary. And for those on Discord, unfortunately, you're not going to get beautifully sounding music uh, on the download. You get that shit, you know. So, yeah, people are like, ah, your music's choppy. <laughs> Blame Discord. I, I love these people on Discord, especially Discord. And I, I'm not technical support. I mean, all I I have no control over that shit. But happy birthday, Edward Barry! And <laughs> yeah, happy birthday! Ed. I'm just laughing because you're right. The the whole thing scrolled up with everyone got the sound. Yeah, it's like it, it is Discord. The announcement is we need a new sound system. Yeah, well, oh happy God, birthday, so Edward! And yeah, shout out birthday. to all of our patrons, our associate producers. Um, once video starts, which may be next week, uh, I'm going to start definitely posting like rolling credits and stuff on the uh, oh on the show, you know, so everybody can uh, see it that way. And hopefully I'll be able to have it set up where you'll be able to actually click links on your screen. that will go right to the pages for our uh, fellow podcasters, the stores. If you want to check out some merchandise. Um I do want to make mention, I know we're not going to do the year-end review, and we're not going to do a decade-end review tonight, but I have the list of wrestlers who died in 2019. And um, I don't know if you want me to just read the list out, and I'll tell you, if people go online and check, you're really not going to find this complete list anywhere. It's just ridiculous on how dead wrestler websites are you know they're only highlighting the famous people they're not highlighting like the you know the nobodies i hate to use that term but they're not highlighting the less you know relevant people who died in pro wrestling so this list is basically what i gathered during the year and um some additional wrestlers i took note um so just uh in in retrospect you know we want to give our condolences again for those who lost uh who passed away in pro wrestling 2019 lionheart adrian mccollum uh, al wilson who we talked about earlier he died alberto muñoz and he's the coolest one out of them all he was a mexican luchador and he actually used to be called white man could you guess who he teamed up with no black man 
Oh, I Lord. swear to God, there were white men and black men for real tag team. Alexis Smirnoff, uh, Smirnoff, <clears throat> Ashley Mazzaro, Asushi Aoki, Belladonna, who is the valet and the disciples of the New Church, Cliff Sheets, Colton Quest, the Destroyer Dick Byer, Eddie Marlin, Eric Chappell, uh, Fazal Elahi, uh, Mean Gene Oakland. Harley Race, the King Harley Race, Jacques Rougeau Sr., the Kentucky Butcher, John Quinn, King Kong Bundy, Koji Katow, Les Thornton, Max Muscle, Matt Travis, Mr. Nibla, Paco Alonso, Pedro Morales, Pero Aguayo Sr., Randy Colley, Rene Goulet, Rex Bacchus, Rick Brogner, Roger Kirby, Salvatore Belomo, Silver King, Trevor Adonis, and Yazuki Yamaguchi. And he was, if you remember, the manager of Kayantai. I choppy choppy your peepee. Right, right, right. Yeah, so rest in peace to all of them. They passed away this year. Hopefully we get no deaths between now and midnight tomorrow. <clears throat> Including podcasters. Yeah, including podcasters, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we, lose, we lost no podcasters this year. No, no. I mean, a lot of shows went off the air because they were, you know, too dependent on YouTube and, you know, was starting to get shut down. But uh, no, we survived another year. That's true. Yeah. Um, Andrade, uh, the new United States champion. Um, Mm -hmm. I still believe that Andrade and Zelina Vega are splitting up. They decide, I mean, if you look a couple of weeks ago, they were they were breaking up then all of a sudden they're back together you know in, in a cohesive unit i think it, it, when andrade loses that belt i think there's going to be that split or dissension again but i i'm a little confused i mean the ray mysterio win was so you know emotional i mean if you remember with his son and ray and they did the documentary on the wwe network and they really put it over and I know, you know, having him win at the Garden is important because it is the Garden and anything can happen, even at a house show. But I'm a little confused why Andrade beat Rey Mysterio right now so close to Rey Mysterio winning that belt. I don't, yeah, good question. I have no idea because there were some people saying because he didn't re-sign. Ah, could that, could that be it? Ah, I, I don't listen to it. I, those are the same people said, that were... Said, well, yeah, but, uh, no, I know. I'm not being cut you off. I'm just saying that it, it seems that maybe there is incentive when you sign, resign. Well, that's more conspiracy theory. I don't really know, to be honest uh, with you. It's, it's the same people who reported that Randy Orton suffered an injury yesterday. I mean, I... I <laughs> I don't I don't buy anything until we actually have, you know, a lot more specifics to it, but I will say this. Even though Randy Orton fooled a lot of people with the injury yesterday at the house show. You know, if you look in retrospect, and again, this is Paul Heyman running raw. Randy Orton is facing AJ Styles at a house show in Hershey, Pennsylvania. During the match, Randy Orton apparently fakes a knee injury, and the match is stopped. Now, Mm -hmm. AJ Styles is still, I'm talking about in storyline now, AJ Styles is still in the ring because they were facing each other in Hershey. If you're going to fake an injury to land an RKO, why would you wait until Raw do the Mark Henry, you know, where you're teasing like you may have to retire because of this, this, and that, and all because you just want to give AJ Styles an RKO? Yeah, that's weird. When you do 5,000 RKOs out of nowhere, why would you tease a retirement 
just to hit somebody with an RKO. If you do it out of nowhere, you don't need a fucking retirement angle to, to hit him with one. No, you don't. I, I didn't like it. I, I just did. I don't care about faking an injury to do a swerve, but I don't know, man. <laughs> this was pretty fucking lame. I mean, I, I do get a kick out of going on ProWrestling.net and seeing Goofy Powell, you know, right smack in the front, front page headlines, Randy Orton suffers serious injury. <clears throat> injury, And then he writes, we wish Randy Orton all the best, and this is a fucking dweeb. <laughs> I, well, I wrote on Twitter, uh, thanks, Randy, for 18 years of so-so. You know, <laughs> I, like, everyone, I mean, people got what I was, I meant, oh, yeah, but I knew yeah. that it was a joke. I knew it was a joke. Someone's like, Kev fell for it. I'm like, no, you fell for what I just wrote. I didn't fall for anything. I, I think Randy Orton has been, I, I look back at his career and yeah, look, some of the storylines weren't all that great and everything, but you know, when you look from evolution to rated RKO, and I'm wondering if rated RKO is going to, because we keep hearing things about Edge possibly coming back, even for a cup mm -hmm. of coffee. Um, maybe he comes back and does something with Randy Orton. This because if they're a tag team, neither one has to wrestle full matches on their own. True. What do you think? I mean, do you want to see Edge and Rated RKO, you know, have a little re reunion? Yeah, if Edge is really seriously clear to wrestle, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised with the injury that he had that he can come back. But after Daniel Bryan came back, I guess, guess nothing surprises me. I know the only two guys who are not coming back are Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin. And Edge and uh, what's his name? Well, they're younger. So Edge is like 10 years younger. So, I mean, Edge could probably come back maybe for a brief period of time. Lord knows it's convenient. His wife works here and he lives in Florida. So, I, I, I mean, I'm an Edge fan. I always have been an Edge fan. So I wouldn't mind seeing Team RKO. It's for some little nostalgia trip where they win the belts for a little while. And then, you know, yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean, you know, they need something. What else did we get tonight on Raw? I'm trying to think a little bit. Uh, we, we got... Um, well, we had the four, at the beginning of Raw. We had uh, Owens come out, then he got attacked, and then Samoa Joe came out. Obviously, they kicked them all. Supposedly, you know, left, made them all leave. Um, so that was pretty cool. I was hoping they would come back and we would see them again at the end of the night. That didn't happen. Uh, what else happened tonight? Well, we got uh, Becky Lynch doing the whole. I'm not going to renegotiate my contract yeah, until I get a yeah. match with Oscar thing. You know. Yeah, and uh, we had. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte come out and cut a promo and then Natty's music hit and, a <laughs> and millions of people around the country got their pants out and started ironing. They kill some time. Uh, yeah, Natty came out and I'm sorry, DT. I know you like, as soon as I hear her music, that damn it, that, I'm like, oh God, I, I just, I can't take Natty anymore. Make her a trainer or something. They got to get her out of there. She's it's like just, a fine bottle of wine though in the looks department. It seems like as she's getting older, She's getting, look, I, I'm not trying to be superficial right now, but it just seems like as the years are going by now, she's getting sexier and sexier. She, there's something she, you know, she, she's doing something. I mean, she just looks a little bit different than she did even two years ago. Um, but you know, not look, I am a big fan of Natty's not a huge fan, but I appreciate what she did for Ronda Rousey and, you know, her being a locker room leader for the women. But, you know, every time her music hits, especially when someone answering an open challenge, I just think of that raw room and the SmackDown room of Fox and the USA Network when they all jumped up when they signed someone. I'm like, 
For some reason, I just don't picture the raw, the raw war room <laughs> jumping up right now because Natty accepted the challenge to take on Charlotte. You know, I, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> the same reaction when the Mets got Jeff Conine in his last year of baseball. I mean, who's going to be jumping up and down for Natty? I mean, again. Uh, they they give her so much being a heart. She's gotten that props and 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 that you know that respect. Uh, but she and she's milked it for everything they got. I mean, she got the you know she got a main event in SummerSlam and come on. I mean, how much more do we owe this girl? I yeah. mean, seriously. Oh my God. Um, I think they have think to they reveal. Have to they they should have teased a reveal next week with Eric Rowan with this fucking cage. I, I'm convinced it's the sheep mask. Think so? Yeah, he, that, that was a weird thing when he came at Lon and screamed at her in the face. <laughs> for no that reason. Weird. Yeah, he just screamed at her for no reason. Yeah, it was like, it almost brutal. felt like sexual frustration. Like, he's like, how come you don't like me? Ah! It's like, um, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't. I didn't get that. And then he, of course, had a squash match tonight against another unknown uh, job, job guy. Um, so they're uh, continuing on with that. You think next week, finally, DT, maybe to kick off the new year, they'll show what's in the cage? Oh, so? wait till, you think maybe they'll wait, wait till Royal Rumble and reveal it at the Rumble? Like I said, they should have announced the teaser that next week, you know, maybe he announces, you know, that he's going to show everybody what's in the cage, you know, for everybody that's been curious. But um, I don't know, I just, this whole thing about him just squashing 140-pound wrestlers because his uh, cover over a cage, as soon as that cover's lifted over the cage, for some reason, the wrestlers are no longer going to be 140-pound scrubs. Yeah, and after, quite honestly, after the Liv Morgan disappointment, what what's going to be built up for, for <laughs> Rowan? I think he's a notch below Liv Morgan, so I, I don't know what they're going to give him. If that's what they gave her, what are they going to give him? Well, one thing you could see what Paul Heyman's trying to do, and hopefully everybody sees it now, is it good? You know, not all of it is. You know, some of it is. But if you really look at it from Eric Rowan to Lana to Lashley to a Buddy Murphy to, uh, you know, you could go down the line, Drew McIntyre, Eric Rowan. You know, it seems like they're trying to give everybody some type of a storyline. You know, if you really look at it, it feels like almost everybody has a little bit of a storyline. Maybe not, you know, um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, but a lot of wrestlers have a little storyline going on. You know, the OC, you know, being best tag team in the world. You got, you know, the smoke, you know, getting mixed in with that as well. And it feels like it's going to be a three-way Viking Raiders OC and um, Street Profits at War of Rumble. That's what it feels like. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just, again, I don't believe a lot of it is very good, you know, but it feels that if Paul Heyman's trying to do anything, even look, even Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte doesn't have much of a storyline right now, but she did going into the last pay-per-view. You know, she was going at it with the Kabuki Warriors. It feels like... Uh, they're trying to give a storyline to a lot more uh, people on the main roster. That's what it feels like. 
Yeah, but I think the difference was even years ago in the Attitude Era, it, it seemed like it mattered more. I mean, even, so, you know, Steve Blackman and guys like that were in stuff. Crash Holly with the weight scale and everything. Everybody had something that, and I know, again, uh, Kevin was 20 years ago, but it's, why Why is it so different, D.T.? Why, why entertainment is entertainment? Why, you know, baseball fans still get amped up when someone gets a big hit or, so, you know, the team's rallying. Why are wrestling fans so jaded and sitting on their hands most times and no one's even given a damn shit about any kind of new gimmick. Now, most of them are shitty, but even if they're halfway deep, like Alistair Black, why is he still just getting smatterings of claps? Why isn't he moreover? Why? I, uh, I don't get it. You know what? At, at, by the end of the match with Buddy Murphy, by the way, thank you to everybody. Um, I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think I actually took a leak after the Street Profits. <laughs> you know what? When Angelo Dawkins was talking about multiverse, it looked like he got a brain fart because he just stopped in the middle of his promo. He, he got he got stuck. Yeah. I, I got up and I went to the bathroom and people are saying that the three-way is happening next week. So yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, I think now it, it might be, you know, I think it may continue into the Royal Rumble. Right, um, right. But uh, it did. I don't know if anybody noticed that earlier. I just. I did. I did. I did. You you actually could see it. Uh, you probably anybody watches replay. I did see that there was a couple of stumbles on both sides there, DT. Mm -hmm. They both looked like they were getting taken out of it when the crowd was not reacting. Even the OC was a little off their game with the retaliation comments. Mm hmm. It, it was off its game. Well, I think again. I think people are like uh, this is this is bombing. One guy takes the mic. I think what's his name tried to step up a little bit uh, because Dawkins isn't the better talker. Obviously, the other dude is. Uh, it it fell flat. You know, they they had to do their talking in the ring. Match was okay, but that promo and back and forth between the two was brutal. Let me ask you this. Um, I talked about it with Mish a little bit. Sports Illustrated just put out their top ten male wrestlers of 2019. They have not put out the female list yet. But if you were to look back at 2019 and wrestling as a whole, who would you select as your wrestler, male wrestler of 2019 and um, female wrestler of 2019? Well, let me ask you, I didn't see the list. Who was Sports Illustrated's winner on that one? <laughs> well, let, let's put it this way. Even though he had a decent... You know, a couple of matches on Raw, and he's a talented fucking wrestler. I don't think Seth Rollins has had that great of a year, if you really think about it, especially it culminating with uh, him versus Corbin with Lacey Evans as the referee. They ranked him number three. They gave the number one wrestler of the year to John Moxley. Ugh. Really, mm -hmm. I was I was going to give it to Cody Rhodes. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking, guys. By the way, uh, if I had to, I'm, I'm I was actually thinking Cody Rhodes because of what he it was him who accomplished this second brand of wrestling like that can compete with WWE. It was him who who had the charge. It was him who got released. That got. The, the whole notion to do this and follow through on what his father did as a booker and a promoter and whatever. I'm, again, I think it's Cody Rhodes, in my opinion, of male wrestler of the year. Why Moxley for what wearing an earring and, and that's outdated since 1995 for men? Well, I will say this <clears throat> to me, this shit, this list was mostly shit. Um, nothing against Nick Gage, but they have Nick Gage in the top 10. And you know who they do not have in the top 10? Oh, Bray Wyatt. Really? No that, fiend? No. no fiend. I mean, you think about the number one <laughs> merch guy in wrestling in 2019, totally transforming his character, leading to the fucking heavyweight title, 
and they put Nick Gage in the top ten, and they don't put the Fiend. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm sorry, John Moxley. It's the Dean Ambrose with a new name and an earring. I, I don't see the difference. Um, I'm not all. I, I think his character has died out, in my opinion. Uh, I would, I, yeah. To me, Cody Rhodes for being a visionary and and uh, you know going through with his, you know, being persistent to get another thing going. I, how are you not wrestler of the year doing that? Plus, he's really over in the ring. Puts on good matches. I mean, I'm not even a Cody Rhodes fan, and I'm saying this. It's almost like uh, you got to be, you know, checking your ears to hear that I'm saying this. Um, so John Moxley over Cody Rhodes, not even close. I don't care about if he wrestled in New Japan or whatever. It doesn't mean shit. Uh, Cody Rhodes should have been. It was Cody Rhodes in the top ten. Cody Rhodes was he okay. uh, I don't remember what number he got but he was in the top 10 I mean okay. there, there were a lot of wrestlers in the top 10 who were deserving but I think it was just common sense more than anything but uh, oh, I'm they're, be, saying, they're saying Cody was number 3 DT yeah I did say Cody was number 3 oh, okay. oh, oh no no okay. I thought Seth Rollins was number 3 was he 3 guys or was that what who, What number was Seth Rollins I thought Seth Rollins was number 3 Um, Seth Rollins okay Chris thank you uh, Seth Rollins was number 4 Okada was number one. No, Okada was not. No, ignore Jr. Adams. He's just okay. he likes to just fuck with me. He's a good guy, but he fucks with me. <laughs> Trust me, they they didn't have big picture of Moxley and then go Okada was number one. <laughs> but I will say this: I in in my opinion, in my opinion, you know who I would have gave wrestler of the year is number one. Seriously, I would have gave it to Adam Cole. Yeah, you know what? I was just going to say that. I'm like, if I can go to NXT division, it would be Adam Cole was was an all-star. Adam Cole was fucking, uh, he, he was he, he was really on his game, and they, they threw everything with the kitchen sink at him. So, yeah, I would say Cody Rhodes representing the other company, Adam Cole representing WWE. Uh, no doubt about it. New Japan, I'm, I'm, I really don't watch it, guys. I'm not an expert to judge anybody in New Japan. Yeah, see, that's the reason when we do the black card year end awards, that's the reason why we don't put much of a Japanese influence in there. And this is just honest straight up. And this is the way it's been since the fucking nineties when doing the hotlines. Yeah. It's just that not a, it's getting different now because of fight TV and people, you know, getting used to getting the internet pay-per-views, but still a very small audience of wrestling fans do watch Japanese wrestling on a regular basis. And all you got to do is just look closely on social media and you'll catch people all the time who claim that they watch on a regular basis and they don't. They get caught. Um, Japanese wrestling is obviously becoming uh, bigger in the United States as far as more uh, American eyes watching it on a more regular basis. But I don't know what happens in 2020 because I'm going to get into it a little more on Wednesday, but New Japan is not going to be on Access TV in 2020. That's a That's big right, blow. Yeah. I, I personally think they just, set, they just set up business in the United States. They're setting up their own company. They're not going to try to expand in the United States, and the first thing that happens is they lose TV. So something tells me there may be a new TV deal down the line with another network. I have a feeling I hope something else is lined up for New Japan because to lose access, uh, that, that's, not, that, that's not good right now. No, it's not. And I don't even know if they rank or access has it that they can give uh, ratings. I wouldn't even know what an access TV show no, rating yeah, would they, be, right? Yeah, they, no, you know. they don't. They don't. Because I've called them out a few times about Impact Wrestling. I'm like, um, you know, what's their viewership? And they don't take part in Nielsen. 
But, you know, I had morons that actually tried to play off to me that uh, because they don't take part in Nielsen, they don't know what the rating is. If that was the case, we would fucking, you would have Bischoff Hervey pitching every fucking TV series imaginable on there, and they would debut and be the drizzling shits. And nothing against Bischoff Hervey, I'm just saying because they're well-known, you know, they've made series, but I'm just saying, like, to anybody in their right mind to think that a cable TV network does not have any idea. First of all, how do you even negotiate the price for commercials? I mean, you have to show your commercial, you know, advertisers what type of volume you get on viewers. So it's just when people say that to me, it's dumb. But access will not reveal how many people watch Impact Wrestling on a weekly basis. And I had someone who I really trust give me an approximate number. And I won't say it publicly because I don't know. I honestly have no way of proving if this is right or wrong. But let me just say this. If you thought WWE backstage scored some low-ass numbers, um, Impact Wrestling's average audience is worse than that. Yeah, I finally caught up. I watched the most recent episodes. I watched them all of Impact. They got such good talent there, DT. It's a shame that barely anybody watches it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a little shame for Tessa Blanchard because you feel like the inevitable is going to happen. She's going to be Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, but it feels yeah. so forced, like an agenda so forced, and she is such a great talent. And, you know, it, you got to tread very carefully when you talk about this because you don't want anybody to think you're being sexist. I'm not trying to be sexist at all. She definitely can hang with the men in the brawling, but it just feels like an agenda. Like, like it. It, it, you know what it feels like? like? I've said for a while that Impact Wrestling lost their identity in the last couple of years. And it feels like they're forcing this to try to make this their identity. And, you know, it's great for Tessa Blanchard, but it doesn't feel as organic. Now, if you're an Impact Wrestling fan and you're a Tessa Blanchard fan, you love it. You love it. I mean, because that's just common sense. That's the, you know, logical. I just... I don't know. There's just something about it I'm not feeling. And it has nothing to do with her sexual, you know, her gender. It just, the storyline just feels like we're pushing this agenda, whether we get 30,000 viewers or we get 300,000 viewers. Listen, they were in Queens recently. My friend was there. There wasn't anybody there. I mean, we draw better at a local rock show at the club I work at than they drew at that show. Even when uh, Taya Valkyrie came out, it was like so you can like hear like people burping literally in the crowd. <laughs> it was there was nobody there, and I know that place. It's not that far from where I work, and I was. And I, they're not doing wide angle camera shots, but I even saw my friend in the front because he's a guy who comes to a lot of shows that we do in Queens. And he said, he said, how many people did he goes? Not many. I was 300. He laughed in my face. He goes, not even, he goes, I don't even know if there was 150 people. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you got Tessa Blanchard, Taya Valkyrie, Jordan Grace, all these people. They can't draw shit. And then you go, what are people going to say? Oh, it's Queens. Well, house of glory does pretty goddamn good attendance. House of glory can outdraw impact. And you know Something what? wrong with that. And you Once know again. what? If you're going to mm-hmm. use the excuse that it's Queens, then why the fuck is impact coming to Queens? 
Yeah, exactly. Well, pencil or pencil neck wheels saying they wanted sixty bucks and coins. I don't look, dude. I don't know if it has anything to do with the price. I just think that it's not shown. People don't watch it enough, and it wasn't advertised very good. But I do know House of Glory does great numbers in coins. Yeah, and um, I think the bank I went to today had more people in it. I seriously, when I, I, I stood <laughs> online to make it, probably was more crowded. I stood in line to make a deposit. I like thinking about the people online. I think there were more people in the bank today than uh, I'm being a little exaggerating. Uh, uh, no, I know. And, 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 and I'm watching Tennille Dashwood, who I really like, and she's having a great match with Jordan Grace and Taya Valkyrie comes out three very known girls in the women's division. And it was like, yeah. Like it was really, I'm like, what is this a rehearsal or is this, this is a show. I'm surprised they let that tape go through. That was, it was so real. They really stayed close on that shot of the few dozen people up against the sides. And that's not, I, again, is it DT the access people are watching it or impact is the bastard child of wrestling uh, next to ring of honor at this point. And everything is all about AEW and WWE. I've been saying for the last two months, three months now on Wednesday that I think ring of honor and impact wrestling of fighting to see who's going to be the first one out of business yeah you might be right i think you're right or change in ownership at minimum change in ownership i because yeah. i just can't see and you know it's funny i mean not to really rip impact wrestling but i invite anybody to go to their streaming service page and if you look at the the area i don't know if it's golden gems or something like that if you look at that section that they are pushing heavily Right on their main page right now, they got a picture of John Moxley. And if you go on that channel where they're talking about, you know, for where that match is located, every photo for every match on that channel is a wrestler who is either killing it in AEW or WWE or MLW. It's like every single one. They have a picture of Nakamura. They have a picture of every person you could possibly think of is shown, and not one features their own. You know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing. Every single photo is someone who is high on the food chain, in a different company right now. <laughs> exactly. DT, that would be like the, the Mets showing a picture of Don Mattingly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, seriously, it's like, did he play here? Um, I, I don't know. I, again, and it's funny because you could say, well, what about NWA? No, NWA to me is doing fine. And I think MLW is doing fine. It's Ring of Honor and Impact that are bottom sliding. And NWA and MLW, who are on the level of those two that I just mentioned, they're going up. I don't see any empty seats in NWA, and I see an enthusiastic crowd in the NWA. And MLW shows a lit, too. I think they drew a lot of people in that, that show in Chicago recently. So though they're doing good in Ring of Honor and Impact, though they have the bigger stars. Isn't that weird, DT? Ring of Honor and, and um, uh, what do you call it, Impact have bigger stars, technically, uh, you know, pound for pound, bigger stars, bigger names than NWA and MLW. Yet MLW and... Um, and uh, NWA draw better, isn't that weird? So maybe isn't it? Maybe it is about the wrestling and the storylines, well, and not about the star. Bro. Well, it's it goes back to my argument about identity. NWA has an, a specific identity. It's more true, about tradition true. and old school. MLW has an identity, 
Um, I may not agree with some of their recent business right. decisions, but they still have an identity. Impact Wrestling, it just feels like let's throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. You know, let's let's do like you, you people see the skits. People, it's like okay, let's take a little from Lucha Underground. Let's take a little from WWE. Let's take a little from AEW. Let's take a little of this. Let's add a, a little bit of uh, the Joey Ryan Dick humor, and let's. Uh, it just feels. Yeah. It feels like. You know, Mish used this example for AEW earlier, but I think this example is even better for Impact Wrestling. It's like going to a buffet, you know, like a China buffet where you walk in there and they got right. ribs, they got pizza, they got chicken, turkey, beef, shrimps, crab legs, salad, soup, you know, everything, hot dogs, potato salad, macaroni salad, they have regular salad. Like, it's just a buffet where you fill up your dish and there's not like one big time ingredient in that dish that every, oh, I got to go, you got to go for the steak or you got to go for the chicken. Oh my God, the ribs are out of this world. They fall off the bone. No, when you sit back at, at your table, you have to serve yourself. And then when you sit back at the table, you have like two shrimps, you know, a, a scoop of salad, maybe a breadstick, a piece of ham, one half of a piece of, of beef tenderloin, or you know what I mean? Like, it's just like a bunch of mess, and you just eat it all at the same time, and you're like, all right, you know, my stomach is full, but, you know, it's like nothing really stood out to me. It's like I paid $19 to just get a whole bunch of whatever. You know, that's what it feels like. It it just feels like if, you, if you're looking forward to a really nice breakfast and you have eggs, orange juice, pancakes, uh, um, I'm trying to think, uh, French toast, uh, bacon, orange juice, grapefruit juice, tomato juice, and then you just throw it all in one fucking blender. Like, yeah, you got all your ingredients, Ugh. but it just feels like everything just thrown together. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I know. And boy, that would be disgusting. <laughs> Yeah. Really imagine. Uh, well, we're almost done uh, for today. Um, for those that do follow NWA Power, uh, they are not airing this week's episode on Tuesday. They are actually going to air the episode uh, New Year's Day at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, for those that might want to make a note of that. Also, in Canada, tonight was the last WWE show on Sky Sports after 30 years. No more. They're going to a new network? BT Sports. Oh, BT, okay. Yeah, and, um, you know, the I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you look at the subscribers for BT Sports compared to Sky Sports, um, WWE is on a, I don't want to say a drastic decline, but they are on a substantial decline overseas. Um, wow. They lost Sky Sports after 30 years. Um, I, this, you know, nothing against BT sports, but if you do a little research with numbers, this is a huge step down for WWE. Yeah. It's a much smaller network, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, the, 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 the volume of subscribers is substantially less than what sky sports had. So it's like going from uh Fox to pix 11. Um, it's, it's going, it's like going from spike TV to pursuit. Oh jeez! I, I mean, gone. seriously, that's that's kind of what I compare it to. It's just you know, it, it is what it is. But I tell you, man, you know, for everybody, and let's be fair, and I, I'll bring it up Wednesday a little bit more. But let's be fair, you know, we have not done a DTKC show since the ending of AEW last week, the Dark Order, right. and that 
you know, a spectacle of uh, Dustin Rhodes getting, you know, quote unquote punched. But for everybody out there that ripped the fuck out of the ending of AEW, which I criticized as well last week, um, I think for diehard WWE fans and maybe even some WWE wrestlers that poked fun at AEW with the garbage that they did closing out that show. Um, I think those people need to stand in the mirror tonight because look at what we got to close out, not only Raw tonight, but the last Raw of the year and the last Raw of the decade. We were left with that hot mess of the Lana Lashley wedding. All right. So if you're going to rip AEW, WWE fans, you know, have the balls to fucking say the same now and stop making excuses. Oh, this is Vince. This is Vince. Yeah, Paul Heyman's just in the back fucking. He's giving pep talks to everybody. You know, <laughs> Vince is the one doing this. And, you know, Paul, that, that infamous moment where Paul Heyman is giving the pep talk to Francine and everybody right before the barely legal pay-per-view. And this is your moment. And, you know, everybody that said you can't do it, you know, fuck them and this and that. That's what Paul Heyman's job is based on these people online. That he's not doing these storylines. You know, it, these are all Vince doing it. And Paul Heyman's in the back saying to Lana, no you gotta just ignore social media and just grasp it you know just no just you can do it and i'm confident and i believe in you and blah 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 blah, blah. have some balls people have some balls i mean i i actually saw goofs online i actually saw goof podcasters multiple podcasters and bloggers who said that they don't want to blame paul Heyman for it because they don't want to get blocked by Paul Heyman. And I'm looking at their profiles and I'm like, weirdos, he don't fucking follow you on Twitter. Nah, please get away yourself. He's going to block you because you... I mean, again, I give Paul Heyman a lot more leeway because he entertained me for, you know, almost 30 years. I mean, almost 30 years, he entertained the fuck out of me. So I give him a little leeway. But unfortunately, you know, movie producers that might have done Oscar-winning films in the 70s and the 80s or maybe even the 90s might be a little bit out of touch in 2019, may not have it anymore. You know, maybe because Paul Heyman was so extreme at that time, like he thinks now... This is extreme. Let's have live, live the lesbians extreme. No, it's not extreme. Wake up. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to, you know, everybody being accepted. You know, it's, this isn't extreme in his eyes. I, again, I invite everybody out there, please go back. It'll be on YouTube. And I know you'll watch it, even though you say you won't, but go back. Mm. And when Liv comes out and professes her love, and Lashley says, I never touched that woman in my life. And she says, it's not you. I immediately flash back to 1996 when, when Beulah said that she was pregnant. Yes, and yes. Raven th- thought that Stevie Richards was the father because Stevie Richards was jumping up and down in happiness. And Raven fucking started beating up Stevie oh, Richards. I remember that, yeah. And... You know, you have Beulah yelling out, it's not him, it's not him, it's not him. And, you know, everybody was like, who is it, who is it, who is it? Now, yeah, at that time, 
you know, it ended up being Tommy Dreamer, which was a big curveball because Raven and Tommy Dreamer were feuding and Tommy Dreamer, Paul drove Beeler. But the thing is, is that that was extreme at the time. And then they put Kimona in the storyline too, where Tommy Dreamer says, I'll take them both. People yeah, are like, I'll take them both. I'm, I'm extreme. Yeah, I remember that that promo like it was yesterday. And what was it, DT? 23 years ago? Yeah. MSG Network. This is a true story for people that don't know. Yeah. I, I brought it up before. MSG Network and Prime refused to air the episode of ECW where Kimona and Beulah and Tommy Dreamer were making out with each other in the ring when Tommy That's Dreamer right. said, I'll take them both. I went to the ECW show that followed in New York, and Paul Heyman had everybody in the, in that attended. They all got, including me. I still have mine. I'll take a picture of it tomorrow if, if people just want to challenge me on it. He gave away to everybody who went to that show a VHS tape of that episode that we could not see because they felt that the two women kissing in the ring with Tommy Dreamer was too much and here's the kicker. Not only was it too much to air on MSG and Prime, but at 2 o'clock in the morning, they they didn't want even want that scene at 2 o'clock in the morning. So this is Paul Heyman, again, when, when Lashley said, I didn't touch her, and Liv says, I'm, it's not you. Immediately, I pictured Bueller in my head, it's Tommy. You know what I mean? It just, it's outdated. It was outdated. He expected the whole crowd to be like, oh, fuck. She's talking about Lana. Holy shit. And yeah. it, it was like virtually no reaction. No reaction. It just was really ill-conceived. And I think they're going to look back and really re regret doing this. And uh, this isn't going to do anything for Liv. And I was saying Royal Rumble and someone was saying, no, Kev, they'll probably team up next week and it'll be a tag team. Maybe, but they might save it for the Royal Rumble to make like it's an epic thing that Rusev and and it's like the uh, you know two on two thing at the Rumble because you got to remember they need some matches too, not just the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so. and Markness, of course, there was some reaction tonight. Of course, there was a reaction, but the holy shit, controversial, yeah. trending nah. on social media afterwards reaction that they expected to have as the payoff. Look, we have had no overrun on the USA Network all year. Great matches that were cut short abruptly because there was no overrun in favor of fucking Temptation Island. All right, so yeah. the, the, they went 11 minutes over tonight for this. If you think that for the first time all year, they got even a one-minute overrun and thought that they were going to get that very light reaction when Liv Morgan said that she, you know she had a lesbian crush on, on Lana... This was a debacle tonight. This was a huge fucking letdown. It was it, it was not what they were expecting. And look, uh, it's not much better on SmackDown because they just announced Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin oh, in loser God. loser eats dog food matches. Oh come on, Jesus Christ! Loser eats dog food. Yeah, that's and that's why NXT is the number one show. Uh Antox. Don't give me the, oh, it's just not shocking anymore. We're in that age now. Trust me, when Lana and Lashley started fooling around and they teased that the, that they were in bed together and he was in the massage thing, there was some pretty big reactions to that. Go back and listen to those reactions. That was awkward. That, that was getting uh, a reaction. What they got tonight was nothing. 
that they expected. Nothing compared to what they expected. So, no, and I'm again, I'm so surprised. And listen, everyone likes to have the little back and forth, and some people do it to troll or just to be different. I bust people's chops on uh, Twitter as well, too, but I also admit when something is obvious. And I, I am shocked that, like, people don't see Paul Heyman all over this. I still, I was just like, you know, just gazing through a couple of comments here. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, it's Vince, the final <laughs> He has the final say. It's his company. Uh, listen, people are uh, delegated responsibilities, uh, even in, you know, baseball. Just like, yeah, the owner owns the Mets, Wilpon, but, you know, the, the manager is making the call of who to yeah. put in pitching and making the making that pitching change. It wasn't, yep. Wilpon didn't call to the dugout and say, yeah, put, put Syndergaard in. That, that never happened. That's just delusional. It's it, Everyone is trained to so hate ownership when it's a losing team, losing franchise, company that's on its, on its ass, that they don't say, oh, yeah. There's guys hired in powerful positions who are just as responsible. And I don't understand. Everyone gets uh, gets a waiver on that. You get a total waiver. Mish, it, it, people blaming it on Vince because it's HLA. I don't know who's saying that, but that just shows you how stupid people are. And I guarantee a lot of people saying that weren't even sperm at the time that that went down. Hot lesbian action is much different. You know what this felt more like tonight? And mm-hmm. I guarantee you, nobody thought about this till now. Mickey James's obsession over Trish Stratus. Well, that that, well, Vince Russo was gone already, but Vince Russo was responsible for a lot of the sexual stuff before he bolted to WCW and brought that shit there yeah. with the mud matches with Stacy Keebler and all that stuff, and uh, major guns and stuff. That was all Vince Russo. So again, there's uh, we we kind of know who the guys are who do the sexual stuff. God, God, God bless you, younger fans that are really trying to try to be spot on it is nothing like tori wilson and dawn marie she was curious lana was there was nothing curious tonight she did not want anybody spoiling the wedding please i know you're trying everybody but it's nothing like tori wilson and dawn marie it's nothing like hla it's just a bad storyline and you know for people that try to make excuses the funny thing is that the same people who say, oh, no, this is Vince doing this, not Paul Heyman, will give Paul Heyman the credit for Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, but can someone tell me, was Paul Heyman in charge of SmackDown during the Tory Wilson, Al Wilson stuff? Yeah. He was. He was, he was the guy, right? Okay. Yeah. So he was the be all end all then. Yeah, that that's why I opened up the show today with, you know, presenting, okay. you know, the, from the creator of Al Wilson, you know, we give you the line of storyline. It's just, oh, yeah. it's all no, come no, no. Yeah, no, I was just, again, I was making sure, but I know the hot lesbian action was Bischoff or Russo. Russo wasn't in the company at that time. No, but I could have sworn Russo had done something like that before he left. Can't mm, hot lesbian action? No, that, that, that no, was... no not, not, not coming up with that slogan, but uh, Russo, Russo did some stuff. Uh, of that nature, I'm saying he didn't tag the he didn't coin the phrase. I don't I don't remember any lesbian stuff. In the, uh, I mean, Mish is saying Russo. No, no, Mish. Um, um, the time when Sable took her top off and she had the hands on her tits, painted on her tits, that was probably Russo. But that's but not lesbian. Sable, yeah. Okay. No. No. When Sable came, anybody remember when Sable came back and she was Vince's right hand girl and she was making sexual innuendos to Tori Wilson? Was Paul Heyman in charge then of SmackDown too? I think that was o two o three. Hmm. Yeah, when Sable came back for the second run. 
Yeah, I think that was all two, all three. Yeah, Sable's always bending down in the hallway, and she was always coming out of the the office with McMahon and unbuttoning her top and shit like that. And there there was that side. And then she started hitting on Tori Wilson. There was the jealousy of the Playboy cover thing. Right. I don't know who was in charge then. And and none of this has anything comparison to Liv Morgan and, and Lana. If anything, it's Mickey James obsessed with Trish Stratus. You know, the yeah. only, I, I just, it was oh, well, just, point, Mish's point on some good too. Again, but I'm just saying all this stuff is, you know, the Ellis stuff has been done before to a degree. When uh, Ryan Shamrock and Ken Shamrock at the Love Island, they were like the brother and sister thing. Yeah, it's not too uh, women, It's ancestral thing. No, it's ancestral, though. Even, you know, cr- that's just, crazy to this day. It's just taste. I mean, you could, yeah. if you're going to use that, then you could say, you know, Mae Young and Mark Henry. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, there's so much garbage. I mean, one thing that we could say for sure that oh if you look God. at wrestling over the years, these relationship storylines are usually god awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, unless it's lighthearted, like Mighty Molly and Crash Holly or Spike Dudley, they, you know, like more innocent, lighthearted stuff, that seems to be okay. You know, but when you get into this, you know, scandalous soap opera, like General Hospital, One Life to Live shit, and then you realize that, I'm sorry, the little kids in the crowd just don't give a fuck about this. The older fans in the crowd, unless they could just find an upskirt that they could whack off to later on on, on YouTube or something, you know, they're not into it all that much. So really, what demographic are you trying to get out of this? The 50-year-old demographic? Because a lot of people forget <laughs> that some of these wrestling companies that are on tv then their main demo is 50 and over i think that's the impact demo i think well we don't know anymore because it's on access but some of these demographics are horrendous but when it's lighthearted, see even aj lee and daniel bryan it didn't get this raw pun intended no, that, was, that was like stalkery yeah yeah it just ah uh, this is yeah yeah thank god it's over I know. And then someone so, uh, when Dallas Diamond Dallas Page always wanted to kidnap Sarah, Undertaker's wife, and do whatever he's going to well, do. It lasted that. two weeks. I mean, it was great. The videos were great. Yeah. He was stalking yeah. her, but she's stalking. Uh, yeah, stalking uh, Taker's uh, ex-wife. The one yeah. who was written on his throat, and then it was uh, then he covered it up. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, people can't blame Russo for this one. They'll try. They'll try. I saw something like Russo gave AEW two days to get in touch with him before the new year. Yeah, well, he's been, and, they'll, and they'll help him write the ship. He's been calling them out for a couple of weeks now and saying, look, you know, I'm willing to help. Look, Cody and Tony Khan and all these others, you know, pun intended, you know, unless you're a part of that inner circle, they ain't letting nobody in. Nah, yeah, I I know it's like a fraternity. Yeah, they're not letting nobody in. It's they, they, when they started that inner circle name. I guarantee you that they were talking amongst themselves in the back that they weren't the inner circle. I guarantee yeah. you that term was was being used way before they decided to use it with Jericho's click. You're not in that cl- click. You're not in that group. You're not welcome. You, I yeah. mean, they may welcome you if you're a wrestler. And everybody gets an opportunity here, but when it comes to behind the scenes, uh, they're, they're, they're not going to bring anybody in who will go up to the young bucks and say, look, I, I, this idea is, is not good. Or it, Jericho may have the right to say it, but they will not let an outside person do it. You could f- see that already. Uh-huh. They just, you know, they feel that they got enough cooks in the kitchen and they're going to stick with those cooks. 
Yeah, no. Hey, DT, can I give a special shout out? Yeah. Uh, you remember, and you guys remember too on the show over the years, I told the story, because this involves you too, DT. A uh, little surprise. Uh, I told the story about when me and Draper in the year 2000 went to a Jack Sabbath show in uh, Queens at the Elks Lodge, and Balls Mahoney was there and got into a legit fight with someone and told him to step outside. And me and my brother were with a cop friend of ours, who was my brother's landlord at the time in Brooklyn, and he got involved because he was law enforcement. Uh, his name is Vito, and Vito hit me up yesterday. He was looking for my brother for the longest time. He didn't know John Draper was John Scandato. But, you know, he knows my brothers, but he didn't know my brother was a podcaster. He hasn't, we haven't seen Vito in a long time. And he contacted me yesterday on Twitter. He's a big DTKC fan, and he just found out John was doing podcasting too. And now Vito has a much more higher, powerful job in law enforcement. DT, I'll tell you off the air what he does. You'll All be right. amazed. If he's, if he's and, listening, P.O. Box... He's yeah, he's gonna send us. Uh, he's gonna send us some special, uh, some something special in the mail, basically that he's gonna sign for us. If we ever get in any kind of trouble, we can. Uh, oh, I was use, just gonna use, say, he could send me a PBA card. I could always use one of those. Uh, he's he's a high right higher than that, and I'll tell you off the air what it is. But uh, right, shout out yeah. to Vito, and thank you, Vito, for hitting me up yesterday. And happy New Year to you and your family. And I tell the story all the time, Vito, about you interact intervening on that Balls Mahoney thing because you were a cop and you couldn't let that go down. So, uh, yeah, that's the guy I talked about. It was. Oh, uh, year, two, year 2000, and turns out he's been listening all along to the show. So. All right, and you know what? I might as well do this, too, just in case he's listening. I don't know if he's going to, but uh, mm -hmm. I had Spectrum at my house today. Anybody listened to Breakfast Soup yesterday, I had some big-time Internet problems, and uh, it ended up it was a legit Spectrum issue. They, this guy, Eves, came down earlier today and uh, hooked me up with a modem and a router and uh, fixed the connection issue on Discord, if anybody notices. No red bars tonight, and um, we were talking Knicks. We were talking wrestling a little bit, and it was pretty cool. But uh, we will be back in 2020, one week from today, with your next edition of the DTKC Show. For those on Patreon, the schedule this week, because it is the holiday, Dark Chronicles is going to air Thursday, Wednesday, 10, 15. yeah, 10.15 Eastern. Wednesday night, Dynamite will air live this Wednesday. Um, NXT is a year in review, and they're doing an award, like a, I guess a best of thing. AEW will be live. So obviously Wednesday will focus more on AEW than anything else. Um, blah, blah, blah will also air this weekend on Patreon. Since Mission I did almost three hours of Breakfast Soup, and it was posted earlier today, the next episode of Breakfast Soup will be next week. And if everything works out well, that will be the debut of video. Which day is that you're doing the video? Um, well, next Thursday, if we go back to the regular schedule, the next episode of Breakfast Soup will not be this week. It'll be next week. But when it does air next week, that may be video. That may be our first try at video. You and Mesh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna you know give it a shot. I mean, on Patreon, it's no. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It's a smaller audience, and since they are, you know, let's be fair, our biggest supporters. You know, if the video's a little bit shangada, you know, they're not gonna be like, "Oh, you guys suck! I'll never listen to you ever again." What a joke! Blah blah blah. No, they'll actually tell us, you know, what they like better. They are associate producers, so they really legit do you know help us and tell us what to tweak and what to manipulate if anybody notices the probably the biggest difference from this show is i have eliminated 99.9 percent .9 of any talk about politics and trump 
At the beginning nah. of the year, there were so many people that were like, look, you know, if you want to talk <laughs> politics, you know, we'll ask you questions on blah, 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 but keep it off of the DTKC show. So they really nah. do influence as far as the direction. So we'll probably try a little video next week, see how that goes, and we'll go from there. And, uh, you know, I want everybody again, have a happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. Everybody yeah. be safe. And, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be back uh, Wednesday night, Dynamite on Wednesday, Dark Chronicles on Thursday, blah, 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 over the weekend. And then next week is back to the normal routine. Is there a wild card Friday? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, maybe we can do one. You know, I guess we'll, you know, stay tuned with that because I know things are shifting because Fridays are rough. It, we, people already noticed yeah, that you work time. a lot. Mish, yeah. you know, has things that he does on Friday. Me, sometimes I'm not around. So, and, and you know, just to throw this out there, the original reason of doing Wild Card Friday used to be on Tuesday. And right. when SmackDown was on Tuesday, and the reason why we created that show was for those who wanted to sign up on Patreon in the $2 tier as a sample. So if you want a little bit more than just the DTKC show, you could tune in on Tuesday live and get that show. Now, starting January 1st, you subscribe to Patreon, you get everything. You get every, you get all the shows. All right, maybe our VIPs and APs are the ones that send in questions and interrupt. But you sign up, you get everything. So the yeah. thing is, is that that Tuesday show, which became a Friday show that was originally for people who just wanted a sample, that's done now because they have access to Breakfast Soup, they have access to Cast Chronicles, Dark Chronicles, blah blah blah. They didn't have access to any of that before. Right. So right, so, right. so we don't know what's going to happen with Fridays. You know, I, I don't want to make it a guarantee every Friday because not all of us are around every Friday, but you know, I just want people to remember why that additional show was created. But to be honest with you, if I'm around, I love the idea of doing Friday because I could also do blah, blah, blah and not hit two birds with one stone. So I'm not saying that the show is gone, but there's going to be a couple of Fridays, you know, here and there, maybe once every month or so where, you know, there's not going to be a Friday, but I don't want anybody to feel like they're not getting something that, they, you know, it's just, it, it, trust me, if you add up all the hours of content, it is a lot more than what it was in January. Well, yeah, I mean, I could probably commit to doing this Friday. Next Friday, I'm I'm out. If I actually get this new job that I'm going for on Wednesday, then Friday is going to be a problem for me. But this Friday, I'll be available. Next Friday, tenth, I'm working yeah, for the show. But yeah, I could probably do Friday if you're not available. I could cover Friday. Well, you remember, I, I'm bird sitting till January 11th, and January okay. and January 11th is next Saturday. So I I I it's you know it's up in the air. But okay, we'll, we'll um, discuss it later. Shazzy, yeah, the video probably will be live. Um, yeah, I mean, if we, we're, we're working on it, I have, and that's, what's good about this week, not having too much to do. I could spend a lot of time, you know, just getting more familiar with it and, you know, just preparing everything, but that's pretty much it. So any final thoughts before we go? Uh, no, Trez, if you're on the chat, if she hears this, we're, we got the show Thursday at 10, 15, Dark Chronicles, me and Trez, Trez is in the chat right now. So, uh, and in the meantime, yeah, happy new year tomorrow night, whatever you're doing, going out, if you're traveling, be careful. Uh, if you're going to drink, don't drive Uber and, uh, take, you know, cabs, 
just uh, we want everybody to be back with us uh, for the next show, you know, in 48 hours from now. So uh, be careful if you're traveling and stuff. I think the weather's not going to be too bad here in the Northeast. It's actually been pretty mild. Today was kind of shitty. But, uh, yeah, I'm not working on New Year's. So one of the first times in a long time. So I'll be home on uh, New Year's just maybe having a couple of friends over. Nothing major. And uh, next, catch you guys on on uh, Thursday with Trez, 1015 Dark Chronicles. In the meantime, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, DT. Happy New Year, Mish. Trez, Tommy, all you guys out there, everybody in the chat. Love all you guys, and uh, catch you then. All right. Sounds good. Peace. All right. Take it easy. Um, Thank you, Mish, for people asking about the video. YouTube, Mixer, uh, our Restream.io, I've never heard of that one before, and Discord. Those are going to be the first four areas that are going to be offering video live. Um, we're going to be adding more too. Um, I don't know about Facebook. I don't know about Twitch, but when everything is said and done, we're going to have video available live in probably like six different areas at minimum. Plus, if you remember when I bought that, uh, website, uh, off of GoDaddy earlier this year that we haven't used yet, that is going to be the host of the commercial free video shows so we have a lot planned trust me there's some big shit going down but you know we'll gradually you know bring it in into you know the shows and it's going to be awesome man it's going to be a whole different element and trust me the shit that we have planned on video is going to be fucking hilarious but i'm out of here happy new year to everyone all the best as always and i will catch you all again in 2020 this wednesday january 1st take care everyone have a great new year stay safe don't drink too much all the best ciao john oh my it was fun to channel surf it was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus john oh my and his whole idea of over analyzing oh he's an alcoholic and he misplaced the belt and how could you have someone champion like that the fuck out of here wednesday night don oh my you can have fun you really are Tone Out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.